Welcome to the Fearless Business Podcast, sharing with you the business behind running a business. We're your hosts, Jamie Lieberman and Mary Clavier. Each week, we'll be bringing you great guests, insights from our experiences, and a behind-the-scenes look at all the topics you may be afraid to tackle in your business, but shouldn't be. So sit back, get comfy, and let's get started. Welcome to episode 121 of the Fearless Business Podcast. I'm Mary, and I'm here with my co-host, Jamie, today. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Mary. I melted. If you're wondering why (laughs) you can't see me on the video, it's because I am a puddle of sweat. (laughs) It is a thousand degrees here. That is so charming. I know. How gross am I? (laughs) Our listeners are in love. You're lucky. You could have should have seen me this morning. I had to do my little outdoor workout. It was very not, it was not pretty. Well, we've, that's good news though. We've upgraded to outdoor workouts here on the East Coast. It's North, Northeast, I should say. Yeah. And we're not going to talk about the Southeast. All East Coast is not equal right now. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely not. Where we are, we are permitted to, yes. Yeah. So we're doing outdoor workouts. We're allowed, my gym, like each of the gyms in our town has their own specific kind of area that they're allowed to schedule workouts. But we've gotten to the point now where it's so hot, you can't do them past like eight (laughs) o'clock. And I did, I did like a, it was an eight o'clock and it was. Yeah, that's a lot. It was really ugly. Like it just was really nice to have space though. It was, we're in the, the uptown soccer field. So if you can imagine, like, it is a full-size soccer field. You can't really hear the coach. <laughs> he has a little headset. They have, like, this little portable speaker. It's really... Are you serious? I swear. I swear. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. Great setup. We joke that he, he like... <laughs> he looks like he's, like, Janet Jackson in Rhythm Nation. Do you remember, like, her little headset? Yeah. Yeah. And it goes in and out. It's really funny. But it were I don't care. I literally don't. Doesn't I'll just matter. do burpees yeah. for like 45 minutes. It's just I don't care. I just need to be exercising. I like to be in a group. We are all socially distant. Nobody's sweating on each other. We're just outside and the turf is everywhere because it's like soccer turf. So it's that, those little black pellets and like the green yeah. fake. Oh, I don't care. Don't you feel like your standards have changed so much? Yes. Since COVID started? I don't care. I'll wear a mask. I don't, I don't care. I, so I dropped out, you know, I dropped off the girls today for all the listeners. I dropped off my girls today at summer camp. It is the first time. Yeah. Don, we need like, I mean, the best royalty for you. you (laughs) I am. I have another week. I'm so jealous. I'm so happy for you. And so jealous of you. You you will be in my shoes very soon, very soon. But I, when I walked away, I was just in such shock, you know, that it actually happened that I left my children somewhere without me. And, and it's going to be like for the whole, I mean, 830 to 4. That's like a big deal. Big deal. And I thought, wow, like my standards have changed so much that like, Having one day with them out and they were so excited too, you know, to see other kids and like, and everything. So it's great for them. But I was like one day 
I, I felt like a new person. Yeah. Just you've, from one day. You've been with them for four straight months. No, I know. <laughs> Think about that. Every Not meant to be like that. <laughs> single day for the last four straight months. I know. I was thinking about that and I was like, I, I mean, they obviously don't, you know, express themselves maybe as clearly like kids, but I'm just, I'm just like, they, they have to feel the same as me. <laughs> like they, they have to be relieved that they're away from their parents for like a whole day. Just hanging and doing kid things. It's so good for them. Yeah. I know. So we're winning this week. Yeah. Yeah. Soon, soon. Soon. It's happening here. We'll see. I know I keep waiting for the, the announcement to come where they're like, no. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I cannot, I cannot think like that. I just. You're right. I, I just can't. It's, no, you have, you, you shouldn't think that way. I, for my sanity, there's, yeah. there's just no way. It's, it's, it's the pessimist in me, the, the crazy part of me. The pessimist in me is, is like fast forwarding to the winter. That's where I go winter. Uh, Cause I'm just like, we won't even be able to go outside. It's there's like no space, like the whole, you know, the, I, the, the virus lives longer, obviously when it's, you know, lower temperatures. So I try to tell myself like, Oh, just think about today. And it's great. Well, you enjoy today. This is a beautiful day. We had a nice Thank long you. weekend. Hopefully you chilled out a little bit. We went swimming. It was lovely. Yeah, it was nice. We saw my sister. We haven't seen her since February. That's awesome. So it was nice to like, you know, we're still being mindful about everything, being careful when you see people and stuff. But isn't it funny how we have to say that? We have to be like, I saw so and so, but I wore a mask and I was six feet away. You're like, no, no, no. It's you can see other humans. You can do it safely. That's our it's our permanent (laughs) asterisk. That we yeah. have now in every statement that we make in our lives is, but I was careful. I wore a mask. I am, I'm a mask wearer. I do As not believe you should not. Things. Yeah. I do yeah. not believe you should not wear a mask. I believe you should wear a mask. Right. I got a haircut. I wore a mask. Oh my God, Mary, the haircut. The haircut. Oh, yeah, we didn't even celebrate that yet. That yeah. was, I walked in there. I cried a little bit. Yeah. I need to make I need to make a hair appointment too. How have you not done that yet? I don't know. I've done done some other things. You have. That's good. When my hair salon mentioned they were opening, I was the first text. <laughs> and I've been going to them for so long. I'm friends with the owners. Like the owner cuts my hair. I know her very, very, very well. She's like, I have you. I just need you to give me a minute. <laughs> and I was like, I'll wait forever. Just please get me in soon. <laughs> like, please. No, I know. I I did. Well, we had like other things, doctor's appointments for the girls and some other things that I was like, okay, these have to get done because we needed it for camp, whatever, you know. Um, And now I'm like, okay, now I'm starting to book all of my appointments. I got a manicure. That's amazing. There was like a plastic shield. I stuck my hands in. <laughs> did you were you still able to enjoy it? Like, I was. Did it feel weird? No, it was fine. I mean, I I tend to be somebody who like I go to the same nail salon and I have um the Mariana who does my nails. Like we have a really I love her. We have a good relationship. We chit-chat and then we both go silent. And it works like beautifully for both of us. So I just sort of read the whole time and she was she's cool. She's either chatting with her friend or, you know, will occasionally say stuff and that and it works. And I was just 
I was in the groove. I didn't even look and at my phone. you're supporting small businesses. Heck yeah. I was so I missed her. I missed that routine. I missed, you know, being, yeah. So that, that was nice. That felt good to, to be able to do that, to have the luxury of being able to do that. I was happy about that. I feel like we should probably mention like what this episode is about. It's not just (laughs) the Mary and Jamie show. (laughs) We actually give you information. We do useful information. Yes. Useful, useful information. So what are we talking about? We're talking about Shopify. (laughs) Don, you can decide if you keep that in or not, but I'm excited. (laughs) It was a great episode. (laughs) For real. I mean, Shopify is a mystery. We talked about this a little last week, but like we got the Shopify expert. So we have Danny Garg on the podcast today. And for over five years, Danny has started and scaled multiple e-commerce businesses that have cumulatively generated $2 million in revenue. He has experience selling on both Shopify and Amazon. Danny's online journey started when he quit his prestigious job as a consultant at Deloitte to start a sustainable yoga brand. What followed was a year of learning unlike any other, figuring out the ins and outs of selling online while traveling to the Far East to work on product development with suppliers, selling at markets in New Zealand and Australia, and planting trees along the way. Three years later, the business is doing multiple six figures on both Shopify and Amazon with over 5,000 trees planted all across the globe. Today, Danny helps other businesses scale online while also working on his own e-commerce projects. And now on to the episode. Hi, Danny. Welcome to the show. Hey, Mary. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Yes, I'm so excited to have you here. We're going to be talking all things Shopify, e-commerce, speaking to my speaking to my soul from all of what I've been doing these last few years. So what types of businesses should consider using a platform like Shopify? I think um, any business really that has a physical product to sell and wants to get a good website straight out of the box. I think Shopify is good for any business like that because it requires zero understanding of coding and it's very straightforward to use. When I think of a typical Shopify store, you know, I might think of someone selling physical goods that are stored in a warehouse somewhere and sold directly to the consumer. Um, But I've seen businesses selling products like uh, directly to another business, for instance, it could be sustainable packaging. That's a business that I kind of dealt with a lot. And I've seen businesses selling digital downloads as well. So like think of photographs or prints. As as long as uh, you're looking for a, a good kind of solution that does it straight out of the box and is quite uh, cost effective. And what are some of the, are there any other benefits for using Shopify for an e-commerce site? Because I know there's other choices out there and I'd like to give give everyone some perspective on really what's great about Shopify. So what I find great about Shopify is that the basics are kind of covered in the out of the box solution, so to speak. For instance, they'll have um, an abandoned cart recovery mechanism whereby if someone goes on your website, add something to their basket, and then they were just to you know, leave the website, they would be followed up by an email asking if, the, if they want to complete the purchase. Then you know, there's also the whole Shopify ecosystem built on top of that, which has themes and apps and integrations with, uh, for instance, mailing software like Klaviyo and Omnisend. So you can kind of use those to add more functions on top of the website as well. 
um, out of the box, Shopify is very, um, very minimal, very simple, uh, very kind of easy to understand and intuitive, which makes it very easy to pick up for someone who doesn't have any coding background. Um, I personally think that some of the themes are actually quite beautiful as well. So it's just it's just more engaging and eye catching just creates, you know, you can spend like more, about $30 a month is the most basic package and you can actually get quite a good looking website out of that. Another benefit, I believe, is also they have a point of sale solution. So you can have hardware that links to your Shopify website. So you can kind of sell in store using Shopify, not just online. Um, and then there's also the fact that you can scale. So, so you're, since your website's hosted on the Shopify servers, as opposed to you know uh, a cheaper hosting solution uh, done through a hosting provider, um, if you suddenly notice that there, there's a sudden surge of traffic on your website, um, Shopify is able to handle that, whereas other websites might not be able to. And are there any downsides to using Shopify? There are actually not that many. So um, this one never really applied to me because I use Shopify's native uh, payment gateway. But if you are using a third-party gateway, some some brands, some companies prefer to do this, you will get charged transaction fees on top. So that's on top of the credit card processing fees you would be charged anyway. So that that's one downside. Another one is it's not quite functionally as advanced as some other options. Uh, there are more expensive options out there that will do many, uh, many functions, um, you know, out of the box um, that Shopify might not do. And Shopify might need an app for that. So for instance, if you were to decide to sell something on a subscription model, there, there are two apps that you can choose from that support that functionality on Shopify. But um, other, other solutions might do that straight out of the box. And another one is if you're a programmer, um, working on Shopify might require you to learn a new language. So Liquid is what Shopify uses, which is based on Ruby. Um, but if you're used to um, generally doing web design, you might be more familiar with PHP, HTML, Java. So it's kind of like a different skill set to learn and master. Yeah, those are great points. So COVID-19 has expanded the need for online shopping. <laughs> um mm -hmm basically globally. Have you seen any trends that we should be taking advantage of either for businesses that are just starting out or even established businesses that are looking to grow? If anything can be sold online, I believe it should be sold online. I think um, COVID has been interesting in that it's accelerated trends that were just kind of waiting to happen. You know, it mm -hmm. could be something like online shopping, remote working, even something like universal basic income, for instance, many countries have, you know, started, have given some kind of um, variation of that. For instance, businesses, if, if you were to ask me specific um, examples of, um, of trends, I, I mean, I'm seeing a lot of um, growth in health, fitness and kind of the wellness space uh, for obvious reasons. A lot of people are also working out from home now. So in my own business, selling yoga mats, I noticed quite an increase. I, my sales went up five times for, for the month of March and April. Wow. Um, and uh, I believe on Amazon as well, the two products that kind of showed the most exponential growth were yoga mats and exercise bands. 
I've seen that too. So here in the U.S., I I tried to get um free weights like dumbbells, mm-hmm. yeah. and they were sold out. Yeah, it's it seems crazy, but yeah, I think there was a big spike. So so in in relation to that, actually, there's been a very interesting opportunity for businesses before before businesses found it very hard to compete with Amazon. But Amazon, for once, actually had problems sticking to its delivery timeframes. So mm-hmm. certain goods were, they kind of made tiers of different products. So certain things like, say, health, say, baby products were tier one, let's just say, and they were being sent out immediately. But certain other products might be tier two or tier three. So they were giving shipping uh Uh, timeframes of a month. So if you actually had your own logistics in place and you weren't selling, you know, using fulfillment by Amazon, um, you were actually in a unique position to send goods out faster than Amazon. So that actually created some really interesting situations and scenarios um, where, you know, for once, maybe in 10 or 15 years, uh, you're the industry leader and not Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) That's something to be proud of, right? So actually, let's talk a little bit about Amazon, too, because I think a lot of people that sell on Shopify, they they may also sell on Amazon. So if someone told you that they only sell on Amazon, would you advise them to also sell on Shopify? Yeah, so I would say it depends on the product or the brand, the company. Um, So Amazon is almost like I would say maybe 30 to 50 percent of the people who sell on Amazon are you know, there's lifestyle businesses. They're, you know, a couple who decided that they wanted to quit their job and started selling, uh, I don't know, yoga mats on Amazon, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some people will be selling basically commodities on Amazon. Think of something very plain and vanilla like nuts and bolts, right? Mm-hmm. So in that situation, it's very hard for them to actually have a brand and build customer loyalty. On the other hand, if you're selling something quite specific, you know, let's think of something like waist trainers or, um, you know, yoga mats or uh, something that's trendy that can build customer loyalty, then then you kind of want to have control over your customer base as well. Now, on Amazon, um, Amazon owns everything. They own the customer. They even own your product listing. If you're using fulfillment by Amazon, they kind of even own your product, you know? So it it puts you in a very uh, difficult position if anything goes wrong. Amazon could one day just decide that they don't want to sell your products anymore. And this happened to many sellers over lockdown uh, because Amazon just kind of demoted their products to another tier and said they won't be accepting any more stock for, you know, the next two or three months to come. So mm-hmm. if you have a business, you know, you want to be diversified and you don't want to put all of your eggs in one basket, that being Amazon, and have someone that big dictate how you should be running your business. So in, in that way, I would say you should definitely be on another platform. You should be selling on your own website as well. Um, Shopify is a really good option for that. And uh, in fact, Shopify did notice a lot of subscriptions. I mean, they're... they're uh, share price has doubled over the past two, three months as well. Um, and they, one thing I found that they did, which was really good, is they actually extended their free trial from two weeks to three months, I think it was, wow. uh, to kind of um, help, you know, small businesses out. Um, and so on Shopify, you know, it's your own website. 
you have the customer list, you can email market to them. Um, you eventually build up your ranking, um, you know, organically on Google. So you just you just own a lot more. It's more like actually having a business, and uh, you know you can start selling one product and then start cross promoting other products to the same customers. You're just in more control. In terms of the the Shopify infrastructure, what do you need to have set up beforehand, if if anything? You just really need a credit card, a bank account <laughs> to receive the money. Uh, you might need, you know, certain tax registration numbers, depending on the country you're in. It's it's super simple. You could mm-hmm. many many people sell kind of bespoke products without any barcodes as well. So you, you know, on Amazon you mm-hmm. need at least ASINs, which are their version of a barcode. On Shopify, mm-hmm. you can you can sell products without any of that. So it's it's quite straightforward, really. And how about how does that compare? I know we're focusing on Shopify, but how does it compare even with other? e-commerce sites do you think shopify is easier to set up than some of the other ones so i think if you're talking about ease of use there is wix and squarespace as well Um, Mm -hmm. but they tend to be more like websites which can do a bit of e-commerce whereas shopify is built for e-commerce i think if if you are looking for something middle of the road can kind of do most of the e-commerce and is quite solid so, so in relation to that, I would probably say Shopify and uh, WooCommerce are the best options because they kind of do everything you'd want an e-commerce website to do when you're starting off an online business. Whereas Squarespace and Wix will probably, uh, you quickly find that what they provide will not be enough for a growing business. What are your top three tips for e-commerce businesses? can be related to Shopify or not. <laughs> I would say, first of all, is focus on SEO. So that's search engine optimization. I mean, people love to talk about advertising on social media, Facebook, Instagram, but I still believe that search engine optimization is king. You know, visitors via Google search are more likely to convert just because they, the reason they've been searching for, for it on Google is because they want to buy that product. Whereas when you're advertising, on Facebook and Instagram, you're getting more impulse buys instead. Um, and unlike pay-per-click, search engine optimization is free. So all of that traffic, uh, you're doing the work up front in, in terms of having good content, having a good website that converts well. But all of that traffic that's coming to your website organically is free and it's high converting. Um, there's someone called Neil Patel on YouTube who has really oh, good yes. content. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, on on search engine optimization. So he says that uh, if you appear on the Google first page and you're if you're in, it's more like you're more likely to be clicked on if you're in the organic section than if you're in the paid section. I think the split is something like thirty percent of the people are more are likely to click on the ads, and seventy percent are likely to click on the organic listings. So I, I would say that in terms of SEO, make sure, you know, you carry out regular keyword research, that you're updating your website accordingly, that the website is fast and has a good customer um, journey, a good user interface. And, uh, you know, both customers and Google kind of track and like these things. So if all of these things are in place, you're more likely to rank higher organically. The second point I would say is uh, focusing on the customer. And um, I think this is one of the reasons why Amazon has done so well, uh, because they're 
absolutely obsessed with the customer. You know, it's been in the form of having the lowest prices, having really informative reviews, having good listings, good photos. So I would say talk to your customers, connect with them, gain valuable feedback from them. If you're on Shopify, you know, you should have at least an app that's collecting reviews and feedback from them ideally even photos. So there are a number of apps now where you can actually collect photo reviews from your customers. And that's just been shown to really improve conversion rates and just give customers experiences, you know, that will make them want to talk about their brand to others. Uh, A very simple tip I would give is uh, writing a handwritten note and including that with every order. If you're a small business, you're in a position to do that. If you're Amazon, you can't. And so that really, in my own experience, it's really created memorable situations for my customers. Uh, I got this from actually a book. It's called How to Win Friends and Influence People. I would highly recommend this. It's a really good book just for basic customer experience uh, insights. And um, the third point I would say is upskill constantly. So take courses, attend networking events. Many events are being carried out online only these days, and that means you can attend them from anywhere. Um, The ease of starting an e-commerce business means that anyone can pop up overnight and start selling the same products you are selling, and they can compete with you from across the globe. So you need to constantly be on top, you know, uh, be getting rid of the old that doesn't work and make room for the new that does. That's wonderful. Yeah. I, I need to implement some of those things in my yeah. own business for sure. <laughs> That's great. How about yes. what are some of the common mistakes you see people make? So I'd see specifically with Shopify, I often see people using a free theme. Now, Shopify has, I believe, nine free themes, which are all really good. But if you're in the business and you're, you know, you're 100 percent behind it, you should really look at either getting a Shopify partner to develop a theme for you or using one of their paid themes. Um, the, the free themes just create like a very, very basic website. Some people do the opposite as well. They create a theme with all these bells and whistles, like 10 apps running in the background, and it really slows the website down. And uh, it's been shown that, you know, a slow website, it just has a very high bounce rate. You can have like up to 60, 70% customers you know, just leaving the website before it even loads. Uh, I've I've seen a lot of people I've worked with not updating and posting content often enough. This is probably the most important aspect if you want to rank high organically. So it's good for SEO. And I've seen also websites not really optimized for conversion. So for instance, you need to consider how a customer would purchase a product, how they would go through the checkout um, uh, whether you're upselling something on the cart as well. So all of these things kind of need to be in place and thought of from the perspective of a customer. And um, if, if they're not, you're basically losing, uh, you know, leaving money on the table. I've, I've noticed some businesses that I've helped out have gone from like a three-person conversion rate to like a six-person conversion rate, you know, so basically doubling their sales. Uh, so those are those are the mistakes that come you know, to the top of my head. Well, yeah, it seems like the 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 incremental changes can really lead you to like much bigger results. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's kind of like going to the gym. You know, every day you're just pushing yourself a little bit more. So 
I feel like if you're if you're doing a business on Shopify, learn something every day, try and tweak, make little tweaks incrementally, track them somehow as well, just to make sure. And, you know, take it a month from now, you'll be in such a better position um, online. Awesome. Okay, so a, a little bit about you. You're actually working on a brand that is launching a new website in the US. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so I'm currently working with Tukar Suleiman. So he is one of the judges on Dragon's Den, which is the US version of Shark Tank. So the brand that we're working on, and I thought it might be quite relevant for your audience as well, is it's a teething product. So it's for babies who have teething pain. So uh, we have quite an innovative teether, which eases that pain. It basically gives, gives them something to teeth on. So it's called Matchstick Monkey, and we've been selling for about four years in the UK already. I just joined them this year, and we're launching in July in uh, in the US as well. We've already been selling on Amazon in the US for some time, and uh, we're launching most of our products uh, in July. Since you work with both you know, US and UK, do you see differences in how you can sell or the ease of selling online between the different markets? Yeah, so I find that the UK and the US are quite similar overall. Amazon mm-hmm. is a very big player in both of the markets. Um, I mean, there is significant difference in the language sometimes um, in you know words that are used quite commonly. Uh, for instance, pants mean one thing in the US and something else in the UK. <laughs> uh, so do buns. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> So there's always that kind of problem uh, in translation, you know, across the Atlantic. Uh, but for the most part, um, I feel like the trend UK kind of follows the US quite closely in terms of trends. So products that will do really well in the US are more uh, are quite likely to do well in the UK and also vice versa. It is true, though, that the US is a much more competitive market. So. Uh, the, uh, so you you might notice a UK a UK brand might have a bit more trouble kind of finding their positioning in the US market. Okay, Danny, we have I have another question I like to ask everyone on the show. What is something you used to fear in your business but don't anymore? I think it's just uh, the, the fear, you know, the fear of failure, the fear of taking risks. Um, I, I would say uh, do more take more risks and think less. You know how they say over analysis leads to paralysis. I think yeah. it's very true. And um, and I think every failure is a lesson. And I personally learned more from my failures than I did from my successes. And, um, you, you know, we all have these stories playing in our heads. What if I screw up? Uh, and, you know, if you screw up, you can just ask for forgiveness. Um, it's, it's really simple. Customers are, customers love, you know, underdogs. They want to support local businesses, especially now. And uh, you can get away with so much more if you're a small business. Um, And I think it only hurts you if you're arrogant and unapologetic. But if you're willing to learn and you the customers can kind of see that uh, you're trying your best, um, they're more likely to support you. And then it's really the downside of taking risks and failing is not really that bad. I love that. That's that's so true. <laughs> yeah. And can you please tell our audience where they can find out more about you, more about your business, anything you'd like to share? I can be found on LinkedIn, um, just under Danny Garg. 
that's uh, Danny and last name is Garg, G-A-R-G. Uh, my own business is I sell eco-friendly yoga mats. Um, it's more of a, it's, it's a sustainability yoga brand, but our main product are yoga mats. So our mats are unique in that they're made from cork and rubber, um, 100% natural product, um, 100% natural materials. And, um, and uh, my website is valkayoga.co.nz if you're from New Zealand and Australia, and it's valkayogashop.com if you're from the U.S., Cool. We'll link all of those in the show notes so everyone can have easy access. That would be great. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Danny. I know all of this was super helpful information for anyone that's looking to do e-commerce and also, you know, having running with Shopify or any other system. Yeah, it was really my pleasure. Thanks for having me. super helpful as a person who doesn't know anything about Shopify because I don't have yeah. a Shopify website <laughs> nor do I sell a single product physical product that was cool he made it easy he's he's awesome even when we were emailing back and forth like booking and everything and he's like uh Mary you should look into this and this on your site he's so no helpful. that's so nice yeah. oh that's yeah, cool really really nice let's give yeah. a little shout to Danny thanks Danny I think we should hear from everyone about their Shopify stores, whoever has one. I know my friend Lisa has one, so I'm going to make her drop hers. Oh, yeah. Great. Jewelry. Yeah, I want everyone to share because then you're supporting everyone shopping online anyway, but also supporting small businesses. Drop your Shopify link so I can spend all the money because I'm itching a little bit. Like yeah. I sort of dialed back on the spending, but I'm ready to spend a little bit. So show me your amazing products so I can buy all of them. That's a great idea. And if you are not in our Facebook group, you can find us at Fearless Business Podcast HQ on Facebook or at fearlessbusinesspodcast.com. And you can listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. We also love those reviews. You know, this is my weekly reminder. So leave us some stars wherever you are and talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. We'd love it if you'd subscribe and share this podcast. Reviews are amazing too. Please visit fearlessbusinesspodcast.com for more information. If you'd like to connect with Jamie, visit hashtag legal.com. And if you'd like to connect with Mary, visit the transitionscollective.com. Thanks so much and we'll see you next time. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.